It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW in Sitka. Today is Monday, December 19th, 2022. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. The most popular boy's name in Alaska in 2021 was actually a tie, Noah and Oliver. This interesting and surprising fact was compiled by the Alaska Division of Public Health, along with over 100 pages of other vital statistics for the state for the year. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. At a time of year when everyone is making lists of the best and worst of 2022, Please remember that the information in Alaska's most recent vital statistics report comes from 2021. So Noah and Oliver may have been nudged off the top spot in the past 12 months. We'll just have to wait until this time in 2023 to find out. I will reveal the top girl's name of 2021 at the end of this story, if you'd care to guess. In the meantime, there is a lot of other information available about 2021, some of it positive and some of it distressing. COVID, for example, was the third leading cause of death in Alaska last year, right behind heart disease and cancer and ahead of accidents. Heart disease and cancer each took the lives of just over 1,000 residents in 2021. COVID killed 762. Accidents killed 591. A total of 6,216 Alaskans died in 2021, but happily there were more residents born in 2021, offsetting some recent trends in out-migration from the state. There were 9,410 babies in the state that year, over 3,000 more than the number of deaths. 52% of those babies were boys. The oldest mother to give birth was 48, the youngest was 14. The oldest dad was 71, and the youngest dad, 15. And contrary to whatever stereotypes the rest of the country holds for long winters and romance in Alaska, the number of births in the state by month is absolutely uniform. The Alaska Division of Public Health tracks a huge amount of data on ethnicity, prenatal care, and other factors relevant to birth, not to mention reams of charts and tables on the diseases we're suffering from, the accidents that befall us, and life expectancy. The complete vital statistics report is a total of 132 pages long. But really, the most unexpected statistic is the state's tracking of baby names. I've already mentioned Noah and Oliver were tied for the boys at 42 each. Oliver has actually been at the top of the list three out of the last four years, except for 2019 when Liam was number one. Wyatt, Elijah, and Logan have all been recent runners-up. And for girls, Amelia was the top Alaskan baby name in 2021, with Ava, Hazel, and Olivia tied for second, and Charlotte a close third. The two names to take a dip in popularity in the last few years are James and Emma. Both were number one in 2017 and dropped to fourth in 2021. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. You can find a link to the 2021 Alaska Vital Statistics Annual Report on our website, kcaw.org. Last spring, Sitka Trail Works surveyed over 800 Sitkins about their hopes for the local trail system. The results showed citizens wanted more challenging day hikes, backpacking trails, easy loops, and neighborhood connectors. So Trail Works Director Ben Huey and his team got to work. We spent the summer and the fall coming up with specific ideas 
that would address some of the demands we heard from the community. So we were out looking at maps, um, looking at LIDAR, doing terrain analysis, figuring out the feasibility of different options that we heard from folks, and then scouting in the field, bushwhacking new routes and, and looking for potential ways that we could route trails. Huey said through that process, they identified around half a dozen potential new day hikes, a handful of backpacking trails, and plans for trail reconstruction. So he's again asking for help by surveying the experts, community members. Most people have a distant connection to the trails and and public lands that are accessible from their city. Like when I lived in Seattle, you have to drive an hour. So people maybe go to a trail once a time in their life. And people here really know these mountains really well. And so we have basically this enormous focus group of experts, and I'm excited to hear what they think. In a series of slides, the survey shows pictures of each new trail or trail reroute and asks the participant to answer one question. How beneficial would the route be to the community? It also gives an opportunity for written comment. Huey says the last trail plan had roughly the same amount of ideas, and about 60% of them were accomplished. He said this round of trail planning would probably stretch over a similar time frame. Probably next 20 years we'll be working on this. And it's impossible to say which of these ideas can move forward because it's really most of these constructions are dependent on competitive grant processes. We'll aggregate all the feedback we get in this stage and then we're going to winnow down this list. We're going to shorten it so we ensure that only the top priorities are included in our final plan and we're focused, we're laser focused on the ideas and proposals that will provide the greatest benefit. You can find a link to the survey on our website at kcaw.org. Controversy over a logging project near Yakutat in southeast Alaska has intensified. The local tribe, an archaeologist, and others say a site that's being logged is home to centuries-old ruins that could provide clues into the history of southeast Alaska's indigenous people. Coast Alaska's Angela Denning has more. Yakutat elder Valerie Demert says her ancestors, for hundreds of years, harvested the abundant salmon that returned to Humpback Creek every summer. I don't know how you could live here, grow up here, and not know. She's a council member for the Yakutat Slinket tribe. Just this past August, the tribe passed a resolution calling the site sacred and culturally historic. Elders like Demert and anthropologists say the tribe purchased the site from previous inhabitants hundreds of years ago. So Demer says she was taken aback when she learned that the local native village corporation, Yaktat Kwan Incorporated, had begun clear-cutting the forests around Humpback Creek. She says the company never publicly announced that its subsidiary, Yak Timber, planned to log the area. We had to find out by seeing what was going on and then seeing some drone footage of it, in addition mm-hmm. to pictures that were being taken. In a December 8th letter to Yaktat Kwan, the tribe called on the company to stop logging the area. The tribe wants time to investigate the site. We know we had a village there, and we know there are historical sites there, and we want Yaktat Kwan to stop and let archaeologists get in there before everything's destroyed. Now there's physical evidence of the history, says the Alaska Heritage Institute. That's the regional Native nonprofit organization dedicated to preserving the history and culture of Indigenous people in Southeast. 
A yak timber equipment operator found what could be several house pits and a series of parallel stone walls at the site being logged. That was at the beginning of December. The Institute announced the findings in a joint news release with the Yakutat Tlingit Tribe and Sea Alaska Corporation on December 15th. The groups called on Yak Timber to stop logging the area until it can be investigated. The cultural and spiritual dimensions of it, uh, that, that's really important to us. Rosita Worrell is the Institute's president and a Ph.D. anthropologist. The rock wall, to me, I'm just so curious about what what is that, what kind of fishing occurred, you know, with that rock wall. Sea Alaska Heritage is working with archaeologist Aaron Crowell with the Smithsonian Institute's Arctic Studies Center. Crowell believes the Yakutat site could date back 700 years. In the joint news release, he says, quote, A remarkable set of cultural features related to salmon harvesting appears to be preserved. He says it doesn't seem to be substantially damaged by the logging, at least not yet. Even before Humpback Creek, logging was controversial among Yaktat Kwan's shareholders. So much so that Yak Timber announced October 4th it would dissolve and sell off its assets. But later in the fall, Yak Timber reversed course and started logging near Humpback Creek. Yeah, Yak Timber is, is harvesting. We've been harvesting. That's Marvin Adams, CEO of Yak Timber, on December 13th, two days before Sea Alaska Heritage announced their findings. He says the site has never been documented as historic and was approved by the Alaska Division of Forestry after they inspected it in 1975. A 2007 letter from Sea Alaska Corporation discussing historic sites did not identify the area either. After the findings were announced, Adams said he had not yet been formally notified of Humpback Creek's cultural significance. He said the company would follow all relevant laws and regulations, but declined to say whether Yak Timber would continue logging the area. Obviously, we're not going to go over some historical site and destroy it. I think we all respect that. But right now, I have not been able to get any documentation from the tribe or anybody else. Worrell, the Sea Alaska Heritage President, says the tribal groups are working with Kroll and the state to see how they can investigate the site further. Reporting in Petersburg, I'm Angela Denning. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a look at the weather for Sitka for today, Monday, December 19th, 2022. Today is sunny with a high near 24, northeast wind 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tomorrow, excuse me, tonight's mostly clear with a low around 15, east wind around 15 miles per hour. And looking forward to tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high near 21, east wind 10 to 15 miles per hour. You're tuned in to your community radio station, Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Good morning.